Welcome to the uh, second Q&A session of uh, the happy hour. Uh, I just want to, I had to do that, like, one of the big things, like, one of the big, like, everybody always asks, like, what made you want to be a podcaster? Well, a little movie with Christian Slater, it was called Pump Up the Volume. If you don't remember it, go watch it. I mean, pirate radio, wanting to have my own radio station, I mean, pump up the volume. Always wanted to do it. Here I am. My own pirate radio station live but it's not pirate it's live it's real it's it's legal um so i did uh my glass again all fogged up I, i've had some drinks i mean i'm not gonna lie right now i'm gonna tell you right now that i've you know I've, I've had a few drinks today it's friday you know i hope everybody out there is having a good time i hope everybody's um doing well i hope everybody's safe um if you're in new mexico the breweries uh the patios opened you know, good for you guys. I mean, and then Monday, the insides open up 50%. They're all at 50%. I mean, people can go out and they can have a drink. And I mean, I, I saw a lot of the breweries like kicking at, kicking ass. And, uh, you know, like some of them have like their own app where you order and people bring a drink to you. And you can stay safe and you can still be outside and get a little vitamin D. So, uh, yeah, that's happening. That's the world we're at. That's where we're at right now. That's where we're living. How are you guys doing? How's everybody doing? Is everybody okay? Is anybody not okay? Does anybody need anything? You know? I see there's people watching. Um, you're like, why would you do a Q&A part two? Well, I did the Q&A part one a couple of weeks ago. And it quickly... It is now the number two most downloaded Tendrink members, members uh, Tendrink minimum episode of all time. So I thought, well, you know, I'll throw out a thing, and if people ask questions, I'll do a second Q and A. And I already have questions queued up. If you guys have any other questions you want to uh, ask, feel free. You know, but. There were some questions, man. There was pretty good ones, man. I was kind of, uh, was kind of taken aback by how good the questions were. Um, but you know, that's awesome. Good for you guys. People are listening. People are watching. They're responding back. You know, it's a world where we all communicate back and forth. Whether we're in person, whether we're on, I'm here. You're there. We're. I've got a camera. This is where we're at. And uh, yeah. Uh, KL Fortson, yeah, of course, man. I give a shit, man. I hope you guys give a shit about me. I'm, you know, I want everyone that I know and people I don't know to uh, be okay. Ooh, can't wait to hear the questions. Well, yeah, I guess we'll get right into those. You know, so let's let's go to the first one. Um. And I, you know, and I, I think I have enough. Last time, it's weird. I did a like hour and a half, almost two hours, on three questions, just three, and I have more than three this time. So let's see if I can get through these. And if you guys have other questions, you know, there's a whole comment thing if you want to come in and 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 we'll do whatever. But uh, here we go. First question. 
Looking back at ten drink minimum two years ago, what were you? What would you say the differences are from then and now? Well, obviously, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna knock out the obvious first of all. Well, the first one is is like I can't have every single member of the show in the studio. I mean, obviously. Um because of the COVID-19, the coronavirus. We can't have everyone in the studio, which is a bummer. But I mean, for safety's sake, like whenever I have to, you know, I'll say this, like whenever uh, everything started to go south and I was watching, uh, you know, I was seeing, you know, if people could come into the studio, like we still had like, you know, a couple shows where people came in the studio. And then it became pretty obvious that, like, that wasn't going to happen. And then Holly, Holly for sure, has uh, Holly survived cancer. And so she's definitely not able to come into the studio. She's not able to be here in person. Um, So that was obvious. And then, you know, Ray was working out in the public. And then Smiley's fucking crazy. So you don't know where he's at. So it just became, you know, obvious that we wouldn't have, wouldn't be able to have everyone here. And I'll say this: uh, if it wasn't, you know, I tried to do a Zoom meeting and a Zoom meeting show, and we did one, and it was fine. It was fine. And then my my friend Ming Chen, uh, shared universe podcast, big shout out, hit me up, and he said, "Hey, this is what I've found is people are using." And it was this program, StreamYard. And so he's like, go use that. And so I looked it up. And man, if it wasn't for this, I don't know how. I, I wouldn't, A, I wouldn't be doing this live, weird Friday night Q&A show by myself with the comments. Um, so that's definitely a different. Now, other differences, obviously. Billy is no longer a part of the show. Two years ago, he was. And I don't know, I don't know how to put this. Like if this was peanuts and I was, and I was Linus, Billy was my security blanket. So Billy and I did 10 drink minimum for so long together that, um, we kind of knew each other's, uh, strengths and weaknesses. I I should say. And, he knew when I was like struggling and he would come in and he would help. And I could tell like when Billy was struggling and I could come in and I could help or take over. I shouldn't say help. I should say take over. And it's like when you, when you, you take a dance class where you have a dance partner and you, you know, you've had that dance partner for a long time. You have you know each other's chemistry, you know each other's rhythm, you know each other's like movements, you know where they're gonna go, they know so you anticipate it. They do as well. And that was Billy and I. So Billy left, so that's that's gone. So my security blanket's gone. So that's no longer there. Um two years ago. Equipment wise, I mean I moved, what else is different? I moved from uh, a house that I lived in off of Broadway 
near Barble Brewery if you live in Albuquerque. To uh, I live downtown, man. I live deep in the heart, right in the guts. Um, so the studio is completely different. We have a whole new setup. We don't have a green screen anymore. Um, you know, I wanted more of a. I you know I I constantly try to make things different. I try to evolve. I try to look different. I try to be different. And with that, no more green screen. Um, so the big problem with our old house was the is the 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 area where we did the show was very small, and so I was very limited on lighting. I was very limited on uh, camera work, and. I just don't have that anymore. I, I, I opted like literally when I was looking for a place to live, I I had a list of things I wanted. And one of them was like, I just wanted a huge area where I could just, you know, move around and do whatever I wanted. So now, now that I, I have that. Um, and then, you know, on the next phase, which will probably be in the next, you know, six or seven months, I'll move into a different studio and things will look different from there and things will be different. It's just always an evolution. And that keeps it fresh for, for the listeners. That keeps it fresh for me. Um, you know. Uh, also, since Billy left, we added Ray. Ray, former pro wrestler. Uh, now he's, you know, he does. He not only uh, is uh, on-air talent. He does almost all of our media, like he makes all of our promo stuff. If you're like, hey, the promo stuff looks so much better, that's because I no longer do it and Ray does it. So that's changed. Um, what else? Uh, from two years ago, better microphones, better sound, different um, compression, different cameras. Um trying to think oh i mean we 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 lost michael we gained holly um which you know some people liked michael a lot of people like holly it's a different deal evolution you know it's not that it's not that you know one person was better or worse we just you know that's just evolution we changed this you know to this so i i would say that's that's the differences that I know, you know, that's from two years ago to now. That's what I know. I hope that answered the question. I don't really know what you were asking for. Maybe you were wanting something specific, but maybe ask more specific next time. Um, those are the between two years ago to now. That's what I could think of, you know. I mean, I drink more White Claws now than I do beer. That's that's probably different. Just, you know, mainly for my stomach. Because beer will fuck my stomach up. But I love beer. Don't get me wrong. Love me some fucking beer. Whole different deal, though. Uh, other than that, I, I can't think what else from two years ago uh, is different. I don't know. I don't know. Sure. All right. Next question. Unless there's a question from the audience. Is there a question from the audience? I'll take this moment to see if anyone has a question. Everybody's pretty quiet. I see there's a lot of people there, but uh, I see that people are pretty quiet. Uh, just remember, I've had 
I've had uh, probably about six or seven drinks, so I'm I'm good. I'm good to go. I'm feeling uh, loquacious, so whatever you want to hear. All right, so no no questions from the peanut gallery as of yet. That's fine. You guys can just chill and listen. All right, question number two. Who is your dream guest, both local and from anywhere else? This was actually asked a couple of times, so I just kind of pushed them together. Who is your dream guest, both local and from anywhere? <clears throat> this is a tough one for me. Um, ooh, interesting. Uh, I'll save some. Uh, someone asked a question in the, in the chat, and I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll ask. I'll answer that question. But let's answer this one. So who is your dream cast guest, both local and from anywhere else? Hmm. The local one's really hard. I would say, and I'm gonna I'm gonna not answer the question right away. I will say this. The 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 we get a lot of of this. Like you're out and about and you're out in public, and people will go. Hey, you do the tendering minimum, blah, 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 blah. You know who you should have on. You know who you should have on. You know you sh- you know what you guys should do. You know who you should have on. That we get that that's like that's like the 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 one question. You know what you guys should have on. And almost always it's Don Schrader. For people who don't live in Albuquerque, Don Schrader is an Albuquerque icon. He used to be on local cable access, and he's kind of the Albuquerque version of the naked cowboy. He wears, like, uh, jean jork cutoffs, and that's about it. And I think when he was doing his uh, live cable show, he didn't want to wear anything. And he used to ride into the alibi all the time. He talks about drinking his own urine. Um, He talks about sleeping with underage boys, from what I understand. I don't have, you know, total... Uh, evidence of that, but uh, whenever people say that, I always go, uh, "No, no, I'm I'm good. I don't really, you know, I saw enough of Don Schrader on cable access. I read enough about him on, uh, you know, from the alibi when he writes a letter, and I'm good. Other people have other podcasts in town have interviewed him. Go go watch those. What's going to be the difference in me? I'm you know. If uh, I'm interviewing him and he starts talking about sleeping with underage boys, I'm probably not going to be happy about it, and I'm probably going to let him know. And I and the studio is in my house, and I don't really want him in my house. So, I just want to nip the Don Schrader talk in the bud right quick. Now, as for local people, dream guest. I'm going to say, and I don't know if this is a surprise, and I know people are going to be like, well, you should try to get him. Well, we did. And he said no. I'd probably say, oof. This is kind of a tie. And I've asked them both, and they both have said no. Um, I'm going to say it's a tie. Uh, a tie between... The handsome family. And Tim Keller. (laughs) You got it. You got it. Tim Keller. 
Both have said no. We've reached out. Both have said no. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, uh, you know, especially like in the wake of like all the stuff that's going on in the in, the, in Albuquerque right now, also the world. I think Tim Keller would be a good guest to have on Tim Drink Minimum, and I think uh, he could sit down and answer a lot of questions. But I've also really always wanted to talk to the Handsome Family. The Handsome Family, if you don't know who they are, if you watch season one of True Detective with Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey. The Handsome Family are the band that did the theme song. They are pretty big in certain circles. They they tour the world. They tour uh, the West Coast, the East Coast, Europe. And the one place they never play? Almost never? Albuquerque. Because this is where they live. They'll play separate. Brett will play separate. Rennie will play separate. And then every once in a while, they'll do one single show in Albuquerque. But they don't really play here, but they live here. Love to interview the Handsome family. And Tim Keller. So those are my tie for local. Who would I like to talk to locally? Either the Handsome family or Tim Keller. Mayor to mayor. Tim Keller. Bell to bell. In zone to end zone. Tim Keller. But he said no. Handsome family, they don't do podcasts unless you're Mark Marin. But whatever. Who cares? Now, from anywhere else in the world, I mean I don't know. I mean that's that's such a big broad one. Um and, and you know, you're in a, in a, and for me, I guess I'm gonna have to say they have to be alive. You know, be like, oh, are, they, are they alive or dead or from history or whatever? No, it's got to be alive. Man, I mean, that's a tough one. He's saying, I mean, that's a good one. That's a really good one. All right, I'm going to call a tie. Michael Lucero, I'm going to call a tie between Ric Flair and Bob Dylan. Between Ric Flair and Bob Dylan. But the problem with Bob Dylan is he's not going to, first of all, he's never going to do it. Ric Flair might. I, I might like hit Ric Flair up. He might do it. I don't know. Bob Dylan's never going to do it. And if he does... You don't know what the you know you don't know if the answers are real or not. That's a tough one. Bob Dylan's really big about this mystique, and I think he could go his whole life and die, and not care if he ever shows the real Bob Dylan. But Ric Flair, man, I could I could really ask Ric Flair a shitload of questions, and I'd really enjoy it. I just don't know if like one sit down interview with Ric Flair could be enough for me. It would just probably be like a five hour, you know, marathon session of recording. I mean, I've read his book. Bob Dylan would be amazing. Start with Jacob and move your way up. Uh, yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a good idea. I mean, Jesus, both of those guys. I mean, Ric Flair and Bob Dylan. Totally, 
I mean, but those are all like my dream guests. I don't know if those are like, you know, dream guests for everybody. If you're asking me, who do I want to talk to? Yes. Yes. Dylan, I mean, the, the difference is I could sit down with Ric Flair and I could have a conversation. Dylan, I might lock up. I mean, I really might. I don't know. That's a tough one. Really tough. But I, I would, you know, I, I wouldn't shy away from the chance if you were like, hey, this is what's going to happen. And that, and that's really what happens. Like, you know, I've done the, like, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. I'm not, not shy about that. And, uh, and it's weird that, like, I, you know, I got to meet, you know, Kane and Dustin Rhodes and Lita and Christian. And you get in the green room with these folks, you know. Everybody's always like, man, I wish I could get in the green room with, like, these celebrities. Like, you know, they're in there and they're having a good time. They're not. They're, in, they're not in there having a good time. They're in there decompressing. They're in there, like zone getting in the zone before they have to go out and like be on and so it's kind of a like if if you're a fan it's it's almost like not cool to be in the green room with your like heroes because this the green room is literally that room where they can just kind of like be away from you and either eat uh be alone with their thoughts or psych themselves up some of them to like have to go out and like be on for you and I know that's a weird concept to be on for people but it, it is a thing people are like because some people you know think about your friends you know there's some people that are like really good in social situations like me there's some people who who are okay at it and there's some people who just dread it with the utmost uh you know darkness they just struggle with it and you know celebrities are no different so they get in that green room and uh you can see the ones that don't do well with it and it's funny cuz like it becomes like this whole uh ecosystem and there's the people who you can kind of tell they don't want they don't they want to be left alone there's other people that are kind of like looking around like who else is like me and i can go over and talk to them uh and there's other people that are just like hey i just want to i just want to have some of the soup what kind of soup they got over there you know that's just what it is that's what it's like being in the green room so yeah so i don't know why i went off on that uh, Mike says he wants to interview Colin Powell. I, yeah, I mean that's that's for you. That's your guy. I would go to interview Colin Powell, and I'd have to do a lot of research before I got there. Rick Flair, Bob Dylan, I wouldn't have to probably do any fucking. It, it, it would be detrimental to me to do research because I would have to. That would that would add to all the other questions I have. So, just saying. All right. So now I'm gonna go. Someone had a question earlier. Where was it? Best whiskey drink from a distillery you frequent. Best whiskey drink. I don't know. The problem with the whiskey drinks at distilleries is, I mean, they make they they make their own whiskey. 
and it's always young whiskeys. And I like, you know, a good at least 12 years at least minimum. And that's impossible. You can't have that locally, you know. So I'm not going to say a distillery, but my favorite uh, whiskey drink is from Founders, and it would be the New Mexico Old Fashioned. Brandon and Josh have perfected that drink, and it is fantastic. And they actually do use, you know what, it's funny, they use uh, uh, the Taos uh, whiskey for that. So I guess it is kind of local. So that's my favorite, for sure. So thank you for that question. That was great. Uh, if there's any other questions, please ask them in the chat, and I'll, I'll answer them. But let's see what the next one. <clears throat> Ooh, this is a good one. What are the misconceptions people may have about podcasting? Well, uh, I'll say the first one is, is it's not easy at all. And uh, everybody's like, oh, of course you're going to say that. What, what, all right, fine. I mean, um, this is going to be hopefully a multi-layered answer. I've been doing it for 14 years, and I learn all the time. Um, if you're not learning... You know, you're dying. If you're not evolving, you're dying. So I'd say the misconception is is that you're going to get your cell phone and an app and a co-host, and you're going to start recording, and then tomorrow you're going to be a celebrity. I'd say that's the biggest misconception of podcasting. That's the number one misconception of podcasting. Um, just like uh, being a musician, just like um, being a writer, you know, you, you have to like, you have to do it. You have to sit down, you have to do it. You have to put in the hours. You have to get good at it. If you have, if you're doing a solo show, you have to learn how to uh, keep a flow going, keep a pace going. Um, you need mic learn microphone technique. Um, for example, put your hand in front of your face. Say the word. Uh, I don't know. Let me think. Um, say Colin Powell. No, say. Say um, mm, tendering minimum. Say tendering minimum. And you feel like air hit your hand, kind of. Now, say purple people eater. Now, when you, you, you feel those, uh, those P hits, so when you, when you hear purple and you feel that wind against your hand, that's what this screen's for. But like what you actually should do is when you say purple, you kind of got you should turn your head a little bit because if you say purple in the microphone, it really pops it, you know, and if you don't have a windscreen on, it'll really pop it. Well, that's mic technique, right? Um, another thing. So if there's a whole room full of people here and say there's people to my to my left over here, a big a big problem people have. Um, is when they talk, they they don't realize 
this is the device, this microphone in front of my face. I'm putting my hand over the microphone. This is the device that reaches out to everyone in the world. They're more focused on everyone that's in the room. So say there's someone to my left. They'll do this, right? Say this person to my left says a really funny thing. They will turn, look at that person to the left. And I'm actually, I'm so, so in tuned. I'm still using the mic, good mic teching. They'll do this. Oh, right on. Cool. That's, uh, yeah. Anyway, my child, blah, 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 blah. Well, you can't hear that very well because they've turned their head and the microphone is now no longer in front of them. So you can't hear it as well. Now, what you're really supposed to do is, so here's the person to my left. They've said a question to me. Instead of turning my head completely to the left and no longer talking straight into the microphone, you actually swivel around the microphone and you answer the question. You say, oh, well, right on, man. That's a great answer, blah, blah, blah. I like that. And you can still hear everything I said. And I looked at them and everything. And those are things you just don't learn or you just don't know when you sit down at a microphone. Um, what are other misconceptions? Um, that sitting down and just just talking, just like boom, like uh, I don't know. This is this this is a question that hits home real hard. Um, content is king. But audio quality is the queen. If you don't have them both, then you have no kingdom. And people will put out shows. If you've spent time on it, it should go out into the public is one of my biggest misconceptions. My thing is, is if you spent time on it and it sounds like trash... It is trash. You could be telling someone where buried treasure is. And if it sounds like trash, it's trash. Because if this is the first time, if I go to listen to your show and one one host is really, really loud and the other person's really down here and you can't hardly hear them and I have constantly have to adjust the volume on my cell phone, I may not come back and listen to your show. If I tune in and there's a, a really, you know, I probably won't come back as I don't think you care. And um, it's one of those things where people just, you know, it, it's not. I don't know. It's not social media. Just put out content. Just put out content. It, for me, it's like put out quality audio content. You know, honestly, if it sounds good and you're not talking about shit, I probably would listen to it over good content that just sounds just atrocious. Um, you're just not going to be an overnight sensation. I'm sorry. I hate to burst that bubble. It's just not going to happen. You know, a lot of the the podcasts now that are are huge, there was huge media pushes behind them. 
you know, I mean, it's rare. It's a diamond in the rough. It's the lottery when one that, you know, someone just sits down and they're like, hey, fuck it. I have an idea. And they just start doing it and it just blows up. I mean, that's that's the lottery. That's the lottery. I mean, this is the harsh reality for me. And this is from my experience. And I don't I don't know if this is fact. I have no basis for this. But for me, people are like, will you listen to my show? And I'm and I'll go, huh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it's not older than six months, I will not. And I'll tell you why. Because if if a show can make it past six months, then it's got a chance. Because this is just it's just hard work, and it it yields such small results. You you sit down, and I mean, okay, and I do a show with four people. There's four of us. It's like being in a band. It's like being in a family. You have four different personalities. You have four different people that have uh, time constraints. Uh, And that's why I have four people. Sometimes people are like, well, all four of you weren't there. Yeah, that's the point. I don't need all four. I love having four people, but I don't need all four. I've just realized... If I want to have a, a decent show and good conversation, I'd like to have at least three people. You know? So that's why I have four. So at least three people are there. You know, it's like being in a band. You have to deal with, you know, somebody's uh, wife got sick. Somebody's boyfriend uh, got in a car wreck. Hopefully never. But um, they're sick. Um, they just don't want to do the show today. You know, who knows? It's hard, man. It's really hard. And, you know, and people want content. They want something every week. They want two hours out of you every week. They want, you know, whatever. They want. Now, luckily for me, I need to give it. Like, I need to give content. I want to talk to the audience. I want to, like, make... uh, I want to make things. Look at this. Look at this. Boom. Right here. This guy. This guy right here. My first co-host. Chris Crawford. Tic Tac. I remember all those first shows. And they were garbage. Not now, brother. Hey, I don't think they were garbage. They meant a lot to me. But it's a whole different ball game nowadays. You know? It's hard. You know? But I want to talk to everybody i want to be there i'm just saying the biggest misconception is for me you're not going to start a podcast and then two weeks later be famous uh maybe two years maybe three years maybe never that's a hard reality but that's that's it that's the reality um you know and in order to do that, you really got to let a lot loose, man. You can't be shy. You got to go. You got to rock it. Oh, look at this. Chris Crawford, they they meant a lot, of course, but I'm proud of where you are now. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And you're a lot of the reason I was that I am where I'm at. So thank you very much. Um, So that's the reality of that. Okay. Next question, unless someone else has another question. If someone in the audience would like to ask a question, I'm fully 
poised to answer them. Because I don't know how you guys are going to like the answer to this next one. Uh, popping more white claws. Because there ain't no laws when you're popping white claws, apparently. That's how that goes, right? I like that uh, you get the citrus pack and they have a uh, watermelon in there. Makes me laugh every time. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack there, but <clears throat> here we go. Next question asked by you, the audience. Oh, maybe we got one here. Oh, okay. Have you thought about doing live shows in Arizona and Colorado? I've never done a live show in Arizona. I've done two live shows in Colorado. Um, one of my favorite... Ooh, sitting here drinking a Lone Star. I'm fucking jealous. I love Lone Star. So if you're, if you're oblivious to it, one of my favorite episodes, and I think the audio is kind of trash, but it's, it's worth listening to. Um, we did a show in a dispensary in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. We were in the dispensary. So me being a guy who's never smoked marijuana, never, you know, never done it in my entire life. We got invited to go up there and we sat right in the middle of uh, this dispensary while people are walking in and buying weed. And in between people buying weed, we're like interviewing the bud tenders and the owner. And it was really interesting because I was pretty hungover when we drove up there. And I was like, man, I'm going to do all this research on marijuana and legislation. And I did not. And it really turned out well because I am the ignorant American asking. I'm like, I'm like the ignorant American asking all the questions that ignorant Americans can you know, have about legalized marijuana. So go and check that episode out. I think it was like two years ago. And uh, a lot of fun, man. I really enjoyed that show. And it, and it, you know, there's a video on YouTube for it. Uh, it's like one of our most watched YouTube videos. Uh, and it's us in a legalized marijuana shop in, uh, in Colorado. Uh, the other time we were in Colorado, we did a live show at a, the um, Southwest Chief Bicycle and Comedy Festival. And Holly went up there and she was she did the comedy. And then we all did a podcast. And they had the podcast set up, I shit you not, in a funeral home of Trinidad, Colorado. And also a fantastic fucking show. We were like one of the podcasts for the day, last podcast for the day. The uh, mortician was there. So at one point during the show, we call him up and we interview a mortician. Fucking loved it. He was like the most happy-go-lucky guy. He's like, yeah, man, my, my dad did this and I moved away and then I came back and took over the family, you know. And uh, super weird, super fun. But I've done two shows in Colorado. I, you know, I'm up for doing a live show anywhere. But I mean, if they if you want me to go to Arizona or Colorado, I, I gotta have you know someone's gotta someone's gotta pay some like gas money and you know put us up and feed us or something. I mean, I can't you know 
Uh, yeah, that that's yeah. But that's a good question. I I would go to Arizona. I just don't know where would want us, and you know, or where it would be a good place for us. I just don't know. Have I ever thought about it? Absolutely. But I've done shows in Colorado. You know, where I'm trying to think where else I've done. Sh- you know. Did I do a show in Dallas? I think I did a show in Dallas once. That was a long time ago. I don't even, you know, I'm talking like fucking 10 years ago. Maybe. So, yeah. Anyway. On to the next question. Nope. Ready to do that one. How does it make you feel when people recognize you out in public? So this is a this is an interesting question. And I know the person who asked it, and I know why they asked it. So first first and foremost, good. Makes me feel great. Um I love it. You know, to a point. Um if you go out if I go out in public and someone's like, Hey, I know who you are. Um you're the ten drink minimum guy, that means I'm doing something right. And I, and I and I could never be upset or angry about that, you know. Love it. I mean, I. It's really interesting how like. You know, you you do something for so long, and you get nothing, and then it just comes really quick. It's like pa 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 pa, and uh, really funny story. Like during the pandemic, I order a pizza. You know. And it's like, okay, you know, order. it's like Domino's, Pizza Hut, or Papa John's. So I order uh, Pizza Hut. Was it Pizza Hut? Yeah, it was Pizza Hut. Yeah. And uh, they call, they get here, they call the outside. And, uh, you know, I'm in, like, I have no shoes on. I'm, like, barefoot and in my shorts, you know, kind of not not looking the best. I go outside, and it's this cute little girl, and she's like, in her full Pizza Hut uniform. And, you know, she's like, yeah, you know, just sign this thing. And I'm like, cool. Then she goes, not to be weird. <laughs> and, the, and you always go, uh-oh. When someone goes, not to be weird. She goes, not to be weird. But are you that 10-drink minimum guy? And I go, I am. She's like, okay, I thought so. And then she, like, runs to her car. And I and I'm just like oh, you know I, I I see like no one for like you know days, and I order a pizza and <laughs> boom there we go. And it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good. Now, <clears throat> yesterday was it yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. I'm on a date over by the university. We we went you know because it's the you know because of the virus we're outside we did the duck pond we walked around and uh rude boy cookies had like a we go walk up to the window and you could order ice cream somebody we're sitting there on this like concrete bench and somebody pulls up and i have my back to them and they yell out my name and i turn and they have their car window down and they take a photo and then they drive away. I find that creepy. That's weird and that's creepy. 
And I know that's, you know, everybody's like, well, uh, your life you chose. But that's weird. And so, like, my date was like, what what was that? I'm like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, you know. Creepy weirdo? I don't know. Um, and that's an odd thing. But, I mean, whatever. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll deal with that. It's fine. But that I don't care. Like, it's like the thing is, park the car, come over, can I take a photo? Done. Have a good day. I got no problem with that. But yelling my name with an open car window and then I turn and you take a photo, that's that's some weird shit, man. I don't know. I don't know if people are just like, I don't know what to do here. You know? In uh like Smiley's like, yeah, somebody came up to me in the Smiths and bought my 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 beer. It's like awesome. Good, good. So, you know, I mean, for the most part, it's cool. Just, you know, just be cool. I got no problems. Just be cool, you know. And, uh, I, you know, if you like the show, that's awesome. I just, you know, I'm not open to sit and talk for 45 minutes about what you think I should change about it. That's just not my thing. But if you want to come up and say hi, you want a photo, you want whatever, I don't care. Come on. I don't give a shit. But just be cool about it. Just don't be f- weird, you know. And you know, and I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means, you know. I, I, all I know is when I've met people that like I grew up watching or idolizing, my go-to is to be like. I almost try to act like I don't know who they are. I don't know why that is. I don't know why that is. I'm just like, I'm just going to try to act like I don't know who you are. All the while on the inside, I'm like, (gasps) you know, but like, uh, I'm just like, nice, cool. Like, I almost act like I'm just kind of like not, not their friend. I don't know why that is. I just do that. That's just normal. So maybe I'm just a fucking weirdo. I don't know. I don't know. I met, I met Dante Bosco, who's uh, Rufio in Hook. And I've seen Hook 50 times. And the whole time I'm just like, we're talking. I'm just like, uh huh, mm-hmm, uh, eh, whatever. And you know, inside I'm just like, oh my god. So I get it, but you know, I don't know. Just be cool, I guess. I don't know. Say hi. I, I have no problem saying hi. I don't problem. If you have a question or two, I have no problem with that. But. You know, but if you're asking, like, how does it make make me feel when people it makes me feel good and it also weirds me out and and it doesn't weird me out because like of the people, it just weirds me out because I'm just not used to it. It's just a different fucking thing. I don't know. And, you know, people are like, oh, how does it happen? It actually happens quite a bit. It's weird, but never get used to it. I don't know how you get used to that, but it's interesting. But I like it. How about that? How does it make me feel? I like it. So there you go. I was worried how I was going to answer that. Because it's just not something It's not something in life you plan to understand. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. It's not something you're, like, prepared for. So there you go. Anyway. Any more questions from the peanut gallery? I, I've got more to answer, but I'll answer some if some people have more. 
totally for that. Um, but if someone from the uh, the chat has another question, because I really am excited. I have this weird fly that won't fucking go away. They have the biggest flies in my house right now. I don't know what the fuck is up with that. I killed two earlier with my my hairbrush. I was like, you motherfuckers. All right, on to the next one. I really like this one. And I'm, I'm interested how I'm going to answer this. And that's a weird way to say that, but let's see how this goes. What would be your perfect day in Albuquerque? What would your perfect day in Albuquerque... What would your... I think the question they wanted to ask was, what would your perfect day in Albuquerque look like? Okay. Very good question. It's no secret if you watch this show. I am a huge mark for the city of Albuquerque. I love it. And one thing I fucking really hate is if people who live here and have lived here for a long time or all their if you've lived here all your life and you don't like it, that's fine. I'm totally fine with that. If you moved here though and I hear you utter the words, I don't like it here. There's nothing to do. You are so ignorant of what the city has to offer. There's so much to do here. I mean, of course, not right now, but whenever we're not in the middle of a pandemic. So I would say it's probably going to be a Saturday, so I'm not working. (sighs) My perfect day in Albuquerque look like. It's going to be a Saturday. So I've got to assume by this question. I'm going to have to put some I'm going to have to put some parameters on this. I'm going to have to put this param on these parameters that um all the places that that I want to go to are are fully functional, not closed down and you could, someone could do these. So I want to put that parameter on myself because there's a lot of places I would love to go to that are no longer in existence. So, for example, and I know they're coming back, but who knows at what capacity, Scalo. I love the Bloody Mary bar at Scalo. It was one of my favorites of all of them. So that no longer exists. Cannot put that in the mix. So, perfect day in Albuquerque. I would say starting out in the morning, Tia Bia's Waffle Ria. You got to get there early in the morning because the fucking line will go out the door if you don't. Now, they make waffles, and I'm not talking about just fucking everyday Joe Waffle fucking Aunt Jemima bullshit. They make good waffles. They put bacon in them if you want them. They put blueberries in them if you want them. They put fucking chocolate chips in one. They put fucking any ham, whatever the hell you want in them. Amazing. So start out in the morning. Tia B's Waffle Ria. <sighs> now where to? I'm trying to think here. Then maybe what I would do after a hearty breakfast is I would take a drive up 45 minutes to the crest of Albuquerque. Up on the crest, you're at the highest peak. You're up on the mountain. You drive up there. It's 45 minutes from from Albuquerque to get up there. And once you're up there, 
you can see the entire city of Albuquerque. You can, and it, you know, it's super windy. It's super beautiful. Uh, you can see the entire valley, the north, south, the West Mesa, the Rio Rancho. You can see everything. You would drive up there to check everything out. Man. And that, that'll take you a little while. You know, that's a, that's a good 45 minutes up, 45 minutes back down. That's a two-hour kick in there. Now. Hmm. To go from there. So then, then I would drive down, and I would go to the aquarium. Hopefully, it's not too packed, and I might do this before I go to the crest. Yeah, I think I would do this before I'd go to the crest, but you know, you, you can figure that out. I'd go to the aquarium, and it's cool to see the sharks. It's cool to see the the stingrays. They're really cool. They get right up against the wall and like, man, all that shit. But I'm there for the otters. I don't know what it is, but I fucking love me some otters. Love them. Fun, man. They have little hands. They swim around. So I would definitely go to the. I'd go, I'd go to see that because you got to get there because there's so many little kids, man. Those little kids freak them out and they go hide. So I'd go do that after TBs. Go see the otters, and then I'd go to see the crest. So that's you know that's happier day right there. So then I would you know probably by that point. You're probably hungry, a little hungry. Um, they're utterly wonderful creatures. Otters are amazing. I love them. I always want to go swim with otters. So that's the greatest thing in the world. So then I would probably, I'd have to have lunch at that point. Ugh, where to go? I mean, there's so many good places to eat lunch. All right. I would go to the university area because I kind of would want to eat a light lunch at this point if we're having my perfect day in Albuquerque. So I'd go to Anatolia, Turkish food. Uh, my friend uh, Umet owns, and it's in the university area. It's Anatolia, and I would get the lamb donor for lunch. He does an amazing lamb donor and then most amazing baklava. Um, I would have, that would be my lunchtime, my light lunch. Let's see here. So once that's done, I'm trying to think what the afternoon would hold. Hmm. That's a good one. I think for the afternoon, what I'm going to say, if I'm just really like, trying to like do a good day in Albuquerque I would probably spend the next like two and a half to three hours at the Natural History Museum in Old Town go in there check out the dinosaurs um, see all that shit it's pretty awesome actually it's really great a great place to take a date by the way you, if you've been there though you have to, you have to act like you've never been there before and you're like oh wow what the fuck that that would be cool. 
and then around about five or six. Now, also think about this. I'm 45, so by this time of the day, I probably need a nap. But I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to act like I have fucking unlimited energy. And what I'm going to say is I'm probably going to go... I want to sit on a patio and I want to have a beer by 5 o'clock. So what I want to do is I want to hit up Sidetrack Brewing downtown. I want to hit the patio. I want a pub ale or a buzz bomb. So I'm going to hit there and I'm going to fucking I'm going to hang out there from probably about 5 to 7. This is in the afternoon. Drink beers, just bullshit with people, uh, you know, have fun chill out have a good time now right around seven i'm getting hungry i'm hungry i want one of two places i want to either go to sadie's or cervantes probably cervantes i love the carne nevada there a little bit better so i'm gonna go to uh to to cervantes and i'm gonna get the carne nevada and the chips and salsa oh, i'm just fucking frothing my mouth thinking about it right now so once I'm done eating there, it's later in the night. So at that point, and I, you know, one of the rules I'm thinking about in my mind is there's, you know, this is the perfect day in Albuquerque. So I'm either gonna go to a live show at Sister Bar, or a live show at Launchpad, or a live show at El Rey, or a live show at the Sunshine Theater. One of those is gonna have a live show. And I'm going to drink there and party and hang out with my friends. If it's the launch pad, we're going to sit in the booth. We're going to hold court and have a good time. And if I have any energy left by like 1.30 in the morning, whenever whatever band playing is done, we're probably going to head over to my, my friends, Simo, Vincent, Kales, and have an after party. By the time I'm done there, it's four in the morning, and I am done, and that is my perfect day in Albuquerque. I hope that answered that. I mean, I, I don't know if that was good. I don't know if that was good for you, which doesn't matter because it's not your perfect day. It's my perfect day. So that's what somebody asked. That's what I answered, and that's, that's how that goes. So that was a good one. I like that question. Uh, cool. Uh, are there any other any other questions from the peanut gallery, from the rogues gallery? Because if not, I have one more question from ones that people handed out. So, if you guys have one more, I'll 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 take a couple more drinks and. Because I don't know how I'm going to answer this next one. I just have no idea. That last one, I really didn't, man. I, that was like, I didn't like plan that out. I didn't have it written down. Um, it just, yeah, that was all like me really thinking about like where I would be in that part of the day if I really wanted to be somewhere. So there you go. All right. So no more questions from the audience, I guess. Why is it the last one? What is your goal for 10 drink minimum for the next 10 years? Well, if I'm still doing it in 10 years and it's all 
the same. I I hope I'm I hope I retired at that point. Um, what are my goals for the next ten years? Well, I hope to grow it enough that I have sponsorship. That um, I mean. What you don't understand is in 14 years, I've done all the things I've always wanted to do. The only thing I've never done, like like the guy Chris Crawford who's in the chat here, literally there was conversations where I was like, man, can you imagine if this happened? And in that conversation I had with him, all the things I, I asked, if you can imagine if that happened, they all have. You know, I, I did my show in a bar live every Sunday for a year uh did my show in, in not just one brewery which was my goal I, i've done it in i think like 12 or 13 breweries um another goal was to have a beer named after the show that's happened twice um another one was to be sponsored by a brewery that's that's happened multiple times um Man, um, I, I was I was happy with a small brewery. Fuck, man, I I've done like just being able to do the things that Santa Fe Brewing has let me do has been a dream come true. Honestly, um, so where would I like to be in the next ten years? That's a really really difficult question. I mean. I would, I, I would, I'll, in 10 years, go over 10 drinks. See, it's not for me. This is for 10 drink minimum. If, if 10 drink minimum exists in 10 years, I want it to be a household name. I want people in, you know, small town Oklahoma to know it. You know, I mean, if if I'm going to work that much longer, I mean, Jesus, man, I'll be mid 50s by that point. So I, I hope it's a, a household name. I hope. Uh, fuck, I don't know, man. I hope it's paying all my bills. Is what I really hope so. I, I don't know how to answer that the best way. I hope I'm still able to entertain and be as funny and be as. Uh, it, you know, if I'm funny at all, um, I, I just hope people are able to connect and love and uh, enjoy what what I've done. And, uh, you know, we we can, you know, and it's not like I'm like, man, I want to make millions of dollars, man. Someone said, uh, find what you love and, and try to do it every day for the rest of your life. And, and that's what I'm trying to do. Just that. Um, I'm just trying to do what I feel I have to do and in 10 years if I still have the same passion I still have the same because I mean I've been doing this 14 14 years next month and do I have the same passion that I had the first year I did this show, no. But that's because I learned 
that it's a marathon and not a not a sprint. Um, do I have the same passion I did the fifth year of Tin Drink Minimum? Actually, I probably have more passion for it now than I did then. At the 10-year mark, do I have the same passion? Probably. Um, did I think I would be doing that this show for 14 years? No. Um, let's see here. <laughs> I like that. Someone says, number one, build a bigger audience. Number two, be a local icon. Number three, marry Trish Stratus. Um, I mean... Yeah, yeah, that's not bad, you know. It's not bad. I mean, I I want to be bigger and a little local. I mean, I don't know. The fame part of it's not the thing for me. It's the audience reach. I want I want the connection, and I want people to understand to like and you know um and uh, and uh, you know and then, then then like advertisers come in and they go oh you have you know a lot of people like this show like let's pay you to do it. And then I don't have to work a day job, you know? And then I can actually make more of this, you know? I can give you guys more, you know? And that, that and then I can make other shows with other themes and other whatever, you know? So I, I just hope that uh, Tendrick Minimum in 10 years is me doing it with the same passion and hopefully a lot, a lot more audience. Not to say we don't have a, a great audience because we, we do. Love them. Love you guys. Uh, grows every day. Um, you know, I, I learned the, uh, like, like, you see a lot of, like, celebrities and they interview them and they say, yeah, how long have you been doing this? They go, 10 years. I'm an overnight success. Um, I, I understand that. It's all hard work. It goes back to that question. What's the misconception of the podcast? So, but yeah, 10 years. I just hope I have the same passion, the same love. And I mean, you know, someone once said, what's a successful podcast? Um, it's if you have one person that downloads and listens to you. And I've had that. I've had that. Um, oof. Ever thought of going into radio? So <laughs> this is the funny. This is a funny one. This is a funny one. Um, so when I moved here to Albuquerque, there were there were really wasn't other podcasts. I was kind of like a. I mean, there probably was. I just wasn't aware of them. And uh, so for me, the big um, um, competition was like morning radio. Morning radio was my competition, and I was very offended by, like, morning radio. I felt like it was just um, like, kind of offensive. Like, it wasn't funny. It was offensive, and da 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 Anyway, the number one, like, show on morning radio was the Buck and Dex show. Uh, 104.1, The Edge, the Buck and Dex show with Baxter. And uh, I would listen to it, and, like... They were edgy and it like, but they weren't like really edgy because they couldn't be, you know. But I was just like, oh, this is terrible, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I was like, this is what people want. This, I do what I do is so much better. Anyway, Four Score and many years ago, uh, maybe later, 
you know, uh, I think it was 2012, Buck and Dex got fired because the, you know, winds of change are happening. Uh, new media has come out, podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, they got fired. You know, so now local radio is not really local anymore. So when you go on the mornings, you tune into 104.1 The Edge. It's the Woody Show. Now, the Woody Show is based out of, like, Florida or somewhere, and they just syndicate it, and it's all over the place because that way they just pay them one fee, and then they just sell it to all these radio stations all over the United States so they don't have to pay, like, a local, you know, group here. Well, I think it was, what, a year ago? I get hit up by a friend of mine. His name's Stu. And he says, I have a friend that wants you to teach them how to podcast. And to me, when someone says, hey, I have a friend that wants to teach you how to podcast, it's like nails across a chalkboard. That is like the last thing on earth I want to do is to teach someone how to podcast. It's not that I'm an asshole or whatever, but what happens is, is like, first of all, if I have to go teach you, you probably don't have the work ethic to want to do it. Not everybody, but most. Um, the other thing too is, is once I like start showing you, then I become your tech support and I'm just giving you all this like free information. And then you call me constantly and bother me at all times of the day to ask questions, which, you know, just gets irritating. Anyway, I'm like, eh, I'm not really into that. And he goes, it's Buck from the Buck and Dex show. All of a sudden, I perk up and I go, oh, yeah. Oh, really? So I, I go and I meet Buck. And Buck is one of the owners of the El Rey Theater. And founders, I had no idea. So I go and I meet Buck. And uh, this guy that I was like, man, I don't, he's a morning radio guy. Man. We hit it off really well, and we become friends. Very weird. Very weird. And I helped him launch the Buck and Dex podcast, which is way more successful than my show. Because, I mean, he had this built-in... He, he did rate morning radio for 15 years. So in Albuquerque, he has this, this audience that like was built in already. They missed him, him and Dex. And uh, so, you know, it, it's it's helped them out tremendously. And uh, Buck is like the main guy and Dex, you know, is is the co-host. But Dex is like trying to become a firefighter, so he can't always be there. So whenever they do the Buck and Dex show and Dex can't be there, who's the alternate? This guy. Uh, I was the alternate on it Tuesday, and I guess I'm the new alternate now whenever Dex could not be there. So, would I do morning radio? I mean, if they if someone walked in and said, hey, here's a bunch of money, you want to do this, here you go. I don't think it'll ever happen because it's just not a medium that, a media that's growing. It's actually shrinking. So, uh, I mean, unless it was, uh, I, I, say, I should say terrestrial radio. 
I would do uh, uh, satellite radio for sure. Yeah. You fucking put a microphone in front of me and you start paying me. I, fuck, I'll do tractor pulls. I don't care. You know. That that's 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 the that's the bottom line. You know. But actively trying to go become a, a local radio disc jockey, it's just not a thing you do anymore. It's not a thing anymore. All the local all of the old local DJs are all jumping to podcasting. Yeah, all of them, except for the Woody Show, which is syndicated all over the world. So, I hope that answered that. Uh, <laughs> ever thought of being a board director? Uh, I did once. Not anymore. <laughs> that was the inside joke. I hope. I don't know. You guys got anything else? I mean, I'll answer. I'll uh, I, I, I'll give you about five more minutes of, of questions. I mean, if to ask a question. Hell, I'll go as long as you guys want, but if you have serious ones, much love. Much love to you, Will. Uh, I enjoyed my time there, but I, you know, I don't have that kind of time anymore. <laughs> I'm actually. Uh, to be fair, there was something else that came up and they wanted me to be on a board and uh, I, I was thinking of turning it down and it didn't. It turned into not being a board at all and it may be a new business venture, but I cannot fully talk about that yet. So, to be fair, more to come. Something interesting is coming down the pipe I just cannot speak about yet, so... But yeah, anything else you guys have? Any, any? Uh, that was fun. I I really enjoyed it, and I hope everybody like got everything they needed out of that because it really blew my mind. I was like, I'll do a Q and A, and I did that episode, and uh, second most downloaded episode of all time. Like, well, well, son of a bitch. Okay, cool. But yeah, ain't no laws popping them claws. Oh, man. Jesus, almost one in the morning. You guys are animals. Oh, jeez. Okay. Wow. You're going to hit me with this at fucking one fifteen in the morning? Uh, do you think that media is changing in the dynamics of how people interact now? And do you think podcasts are integral to that? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to expand on that. Um, of course, media is changing. Absolutely. Um, so I have a TV sitting over there. I have to kind of get in here. And, like, and I find myself uh, less and less on television. More and more on my computer. I have a... I have a 32-inch screen sitting right in front of me here, and then and then and then this 42 over here, and it's my workstation, it's my media station, it's everything. And some days I I don't move from here. And the thing is, I got asked the other day. They're like, "Well, you know, do you have cable?" No, I don't have cable. 
I have hipster cable. I have Netflix. I have, you know, hipster cable. For people who don't know what hipster cable is, it's when you have Netflix and someone has your password and they use it. Uh, you borrow someone's Hulu and then you're borrowing somebody's Disney Plus and blah, 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 blah. But you have all these streaming sites, but you don't pay for half of them. That's hipster cable. Well, I'm a grown-up, and I have them all, and people fucking borrow that shit from me. But I don't have cable cable. So that that's one way media is changing is, you know, people don't buy cable anymore. You know? They just don't. And it's so bad, I guess, direct – I read this reading article, Direct TV. Um, it was bought out by – this was, like, really a, a change for me. DirecTV, let's see here. They were bought out by somebody. So DirecTV has the NFL Sunday ticket for now. Uh, let's see. AT&T. So AT&T has bought out um, uh, DirecTV. And DirecTV has like had the NFL Sunday ticket since I don't remember when. And... Uh, now, so many people are not buying satellite television that as soon as the contract runs out with the NFL, they're not going to renew it. And then um, AT&T is going to shutter DirecTV. They'll be gone. I was like, Jesus, really? Wow. So, like, the Sunday ticket will finally go to, like, Xfinity or somebody, you know. You don't have to fucking get a satellite dish on your house and all that bullshit. But anyway... So that that's definitely how media is changing. Now another thing is, is YouTube has now jumped to become a huge player in the media world, and I don't. And the thing is, is there's there's a huge chunk of the population that doesn't know this. There are YouTubers out there who have twelve to fifteen million subscribers. Now think about that. You're like, well, that's, you know, whatever. Okay. Well, when network TV was like three channels, three channels, um, a show that was like a successful show would have 10, 11 million viewers. Well, there's like a person out there who every time they post a fucking video that they made with their own hands, no other people involved at all, 12 to 15 million people access it. I mean, that's in immense, you know? And it's weird. It's like, I feel like in today's society, you have more of a window into someone, to people's personal lives than you ever had before. You have, you know, social media. You have this where I'm sitting here answering questions live. Uh, I'm not in a studio. I'm in my house, and I'm directing to you, hey, here's my life. You ask questions, I answer them. Ba-ba. You know, I don't have a production crew, a truck outside, um, a satellite on top of the roof of the apartment so that we can broadcast you. It's here. It's boom, pow, to you. You ask, I answer. Um. Are podcasts integral? I think they they are. And I think podcasts are integral, and I also think they're dangerous. I feel like um, 
So the, the thing with the podcast is all you got to have is a microphone, a way to record it, and an RSSS bead. And you can reach the whole world. Theoretically. Now, there's no censorship. There's no fact-checking. There's no anything. So you can kind of say whatever you want. And if someone downloads it and they listen to it, it's up to them whether they believe it. But, I mean, I guess that's also YouTube. I guess that's everything. So that's kind of the other thing, too, is, like, we don't really have that. There's no really buffer anymore where someone is like, well, wait a minute, you can't say that. That's not that's not a fact. It just goes out. So, uh, And so he says, he retorts, with that aspect, do you believe the integrity of journalism can be clouded with bias, or do you think we're getting more raw and realistic information? I think it's both. I mean... I definitely think journalism is way more biased now than I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, you always got to, like, in this day and age, you have to go, oh, information. And then you have to look and go, and who is giving me the information? And why are they giving me the information? Um, but then also, and also I'll say this is why I say both. Because... Um, we now have, um, when I was a kid, if you wanted to see what was happening, um, I'm trying to think of, okay. So when I was in high school, when uh, we invaded Iraq, if I wanted to see what was happening, I turned on to the news. And they had cameras there. And they had correspondents there. Um, two Sundays ago... Uh, as riots broke out downtown in Albuquerque and looting or destruction and looting, I turned on the news. I turned on KOAT. I turned on KRQE. I turned on uh, KOB. And they had nothing. They had nothing. People are lighting shit on fire two blocks away, and there was nothing on the news. I go to Facebook. And uh, my friend who works for KUNM has her cell phone on and has Facebook Live on and is just streaming raw what is happening. I see a dumpster on fire rolled in front of her. I see cops firing robber bullets. I see tear gas being shot that I could smell and taste. And, I mean, that's as raw and realistic as it happens live. You're just watching the feed. There's no one talking. There's no one telling you what to think. It's just here's what here here's my viewpoint and here's what I see. And uh, you say she was amazing. Yeah. So I mean so when you say is there journalism clouded with bias? Yes. Is it raw and realistic? Yes. You know? And also you know, she's pointing at the at the police firing tear gas. Is she pointing at the guy smashing out the window? I mean, she she was, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is in front of that camera. But then again, that's what I've always only known. Only what's in front of that camera. So I don't know. It's a good question. Really good question. I definitely think that. Uh, 
if I was in the news business, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I'd rethink because I, I and then I was like, I asked that question. I said, where the fuck was the news? Well, they were afraid to be down here. And I'm like, but isn't that their job? To be where the action is in that like action news action in the fucking title. Fucking turn every news channel on nothing. Go to Facebook Live to watch what's going on two blocks from my house. You know, people destruction and fires. Crazy. So yeah, I mean I don't know. I I, I have I don't have the you know. I can only answer what you ask, and that's a, that's how I look at it. Is it is it clouded with bias? Yes. But wasn't it always? And then. Uh, the raw and realistic, more so probably than ever. We're not getting that uh, producer that edits what we see. We're just getting what's piped to us through someone's feed, you know. I don't know. That's all I know. But, yeah, man, thanks for all the questions, man. I think you guys are dope as shit. And, um, tune in Sunday. I have a announcement for something I'm doing. Hate to be vague, but I don't want to. I don't want to say it, and then it didn't fully happen. You know how that goes. But should be cool. I mean, I do the show Sunday nights from six to eight p.m. Ten drink minimum. Uh, last party of the weekend, man. And uh, maybe in ten years, I'll keep doing it. Hopefully, you know. Hopefully, you guys are still around, and we're all having a great time, and you know enjoying life and all the fun times but uh yeah thanks guys been a great one have a good night have a great weekend stay safe my friends and uh always remember i am 10 drink minimum <laughs>